You're listening to Dr. Karen, Love and Life, right now. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril, psychologist, author, speaker, former professor, professor, and musician. Learn how to have true intimacy. Drag down, knock out fights, and then have like really hot makeup sex, right? I'm all about living authentically and finding the best version of you and living life to its fullest. Don't stop that play button. Get connected. You know, marriage is great, but only if it's a great marriage. You know, fear can't live without thoughts to support it. Got the passion. Channel your path to a more authentic you. Living an authentic life. Listen to Dr. Karen right now on Love & Life. Welcome to Dr. Karen Love & Life. Hi there. I'm Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. I'm a psychologist, author, speaker, former professor, and musician. You might know me from my latest book, Single is the New Black. Don't wear white till it's right. I'm here on my new podcast. We'll be talking about living and relating authentically in all realms of life. We'll look at how to have true intimacy in romantic relationships, more meaningful friendships, healthier family connections, more productive and fulfilling careers, and we'll learn methods for staying happy, hopeful, and positive, all while channeling a path to a more authentic you, living an authentic life. So today we're continuing the Love is Real series. And today's topic is how to remain besties for life. Because friendships are kind of underrated. Sometimes when we talk about relationships, we forget how important friendships are and how meaningful they are to living a very fulfilled and thriving in life. And so I want to look at what I call the seasons of friendship. And I was kind of doing a little research for the podcast and I was Googling around and stuff and I found this little saying that says, we have three types of friends in life. Friends for a reason, friends for a season, and friends for a lifetime. And I like that. I think that's a useful way of understanding friendship, you know, so that you don't have these expectations of a friend who is just there for a reason, just for a particular purpose or for a season that you wouldn't expect them to necessarily be there for your entire life. So I think there's a lot of validity to that. But I also would submit that even our lifelong friendships go through different seasons. And I think when we recognize that, it really helps us to have a true intimacy with our friend and experience the friendship with grace and with reasonable expectations. And I see women in particular, or maybe because I'm talking about female friendships here, but I think men probably go through something very similar. But I see that women sometimes get a lot of frustration in their friendships because their expectations get out of whack. So to set the stage, I want to look at a little bit of research on this topic. And so I'm looking at a study that's called Close Adult Friendships, Gender, and the Life Cycle. And this is from the Journal of Personal and Social Relationships in 2015. And the researchers looked at a quote from sociologist Anna Morocco. And her quote is, friendship is one of the most significant yet socially ignored relationships. And so what they were looking at is is just the closeness that friends have throughout the adult life cycle and through the transitions that happen throughout adulthood. And the researchers found that friendship quality, not quantity now, so we're looking at the quality of relationships, not the number of friends we have, but this was definitely related to life satisfaction 
satisfaction for both men and women. And so it's important, like I was saying earlier, for our overall well-being. And this is just one study. There's so much literature in psychology that looks at social support and friendship and really underscores that having a strong network of people who care and that you care for makes such a huge and profound impact on your general well-being. So the researchers looked at different types of friends that people have and then the different types of support that we need from our friends. So for example, they talked about the friends that you celebrate your birthday with versus your friends that you can get kind of into the nitty gritty about your sex life with versus the friend you might call or text in the middle of the night if you were having trouble. And they found, which I think was really interesting and getting back to the theme of seasons of friendship, that as people get older, they have fewer friends. And this was true of men and women but especially women with children, which I thought was interesting, and I'll touch on that in a moment. But when they wanted to interpret the fact that as we get older, we have fewer friends, they used a term called the pruning effect, which is a term by a researcher named Cartenson from 2006. And this pruning effect is that basically we just become more selective. As we get older and our responsibilities with career and family become more of a priority, then we have to kind of prune and weed away some of the people who are just on the fringe and really have to focus our friendship energy toward those friends that really matter and those meaningful relationships. But getting back to the marriage piece, they they did find that probably marriage is, is related to this effect as well, that people, when they get married, they become a bit more insular. So as you get older, you get married, you focus on your spouse, which of course is really important. And then you have children. And so that's also important for you to obviously be a good parent. But it was interesting that they said that people with children have fewer friends. This is what the researchers found, particularly women, which I thought as a single woman for so many of my adult years and watching my married friends and then my my friends who became mothers, I saw them getting a lot of friendships from their kids, friends, parents, right? So like the moms would all go to the soccer practice and then they would become friends because they both had kids on the team. And so that was kind of interesting finding for me. I wasn't sure how to interpret that because that's what I observe. I think it's an interesting way to look at friendship. It's understandable and the research supports that we're going to have fewer friends, but that we're going to give more time and more meaningful time to those friendships that really matter as we go through life. But what about if your path changes so dramatically? So what does all this mean for friends who are trying to stay close as they move through life? And this is a concern that many women have because, you know, we start out in college and we're roommates and our lives are so similar. We're going to the same classes and we're going to the same extracurricular activities and we meet up every night at the CAF for dinner and and then we graduate and life changes and sometimes very dramatically. So I'd like to introduce to you one of my BFFs from college, Miriam Connor has agreed to hop on the podcast today, and I wanted her to join the conversation because our story started so, so, so close, and we are still so, so, so close, but our trajectories were so very different, and so I thought it'd be fun to get her perspective on this topic. So, Miriam, welcome to Love and Life Podcast. Hi, thank you so much for having me. I'm excited to be here. You bet. I'm so excited you're here as well. So I was giving a little bit of backstory to uh, the listeners so they would understand kind of where we're coming from and, and why we have something to say on this topic. 
And so we were roommates in college. And of course, we were going to be besties forever. And after graduation, we were going to move into the city and get a party apartment. And we used to tease our other roommates, (laughs) Dina and Carrie, that they wanted to get married real young. And we were like, oh, my gosh, they're going to be like cooking, cleaning with the kids, hanging off their apron strings. And we're going to be out there in the city, whooping it up. But that didn't happen, did it? (laughs) Well... (laughs) <laughs> Not really. <laughs> so, yeah, so Miriam ends up getting, well, you know, Prince Charming just came early for you, right? right I mean, right. relatively speaking. So, yeah, so you could tell your story. You got married young. Yeah, I mean, I got married halfway through our senior year. So, obviously, we didn't get our party apartment in Chicago. Um, we ended up moving back, moving another state about a year after that so then Karen and I also had the distance uh not to mention obviously our life you know we had that big change in our lives I was married and she wasn't but then we also had the distance then um to make it even a little bit more difficult yeah and that was before texting you know so yeah, it was for really anything like- yeah, I mean, honestly, that was even before email, I think, right? I mean, because I think... You, I think so. You, I hate to say that, you. but I think it was. <laughs> yeah, let's just forget about that. Yeah, let's. <laughs> we don't know anything about a life without email. What? Come on. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, so yeah, our paths were very different. And I guess one of the things along the way, certainly there were times when it was hard. We were states away. And yeah, it, in those days, long distance phone calls cost a lot of money and that kind of thing but I remember I remember calling card out and punching 100 numbers oh my gosh Uh, we are really dating ourselves here um I remember something that I came across and I don't know when or how but it was something and again getting back to this notion of seasons of friendship and it really helped me because it helped me understand like hey just because like one season of our lives you know college where I mean we were thick as thieves we were just inseparable just because we're not there now doesn't mean that we don't still have the same intensity of our friendship and that it it won't get there again when other realities of life maybe aren't so prominent in what I mean I was in grad school and you were married and, and getting ready to have babies and all these sorts of things and I and one thing I think that's important to remember as we move forward with this conversation is that I think the closer you are the harder these transitions are Oh, I totally agree with that. Don't you think? Oh, yeah, because if you're not very close, you don't, I I won't say like you don't have as much to lose, but, you know, you definitely, you feel it if you have that, you know, I felt it when we weren't spending as much time together, obviously, you know, I felt it, it was hard because we were so close. That's exactly what I'm saying, because, yeah, you have more, you've lost more, like you're putting it, it's well put, yeah, I mean, you've lost more, and And I think the hard thing, too, then, is to give the grace and the permission, like we were talking about, to kind of ratchet down your expectations. Now, that sounds really bad because, like, when you're – and maybe it's when you're young, too. You're, like, 21, and you're like, we will be this close forever. Nothing will ever change that. Certainly no man will change it, you know. (laughs) I don't need no man. Right. right, You know. So then you you, sometimes, because you're young and that – feeling is very genuine at the time it's very authentic and it's very honest then you can feel I think sometimes maybe hurt or abandoned or in my case sometimes I felt left behind and it was nothing that you ever did it was just that you were on a more typical path right (laughs) it's funny though that you say that because I felt the exact same way at times yeah like I felt left behind 
and it wasn't again it wasn't anything you did it was just how it was but when I when I hear you say that I'm like and honestly we probably should have had a conversation more about it which we (laughs) didn't you know I mean obviously but um you know I felt left behind a little bit sometimes too because it was like then I knew you were you know oh you're going out you know on the weekend with uh you know mutual friends um or doing whatever you're going on trips which was amazing and I would not have wanted it any other way for you but then I'm like oh man you know she's or this person's kind of replacing me you know things like that I felt and that makes perfect sense and yeah we probably should advise our listeners like if you're feeling this do have the car don't yeah. wait 25 years yeah. to have this and I wasn't, you know neither of us were angry or anything no. it was just yeah. and, and you know you you probably think like well I don't want to sound like a baby you know like right. wow you're you like Susie more than me you know it wasn't like so right. maybe that's why the conversation never happened I agree. And I think we were also very secure in yeah. our, our friendship. And we knew that, like, I would have other friends and you had other friends. Well, you kept trying. I felt bad for a while, honestly, <laughs> because I think it was easier for me for what maybe, I don't know. For a while, there was, like, I was picking up kind of friends to kind of at least do things with, make those, you know, have those, like, nights out in the town or whatever. And it seemed like you were struggling yeah, like <laughs> but it wasn't about you it was just like for whatever reason I don't reason. know what was going on I was meeting like Holly Hobby types yeah. and I'm like this is I don't know yeah. just very different from me I felt yeah nothing wrong with the people just very different yeah. and so yeah for a while it was like what you're listening to Dr. Karen Anderson Abril on Love and Life go to our website drkarin dot me that's www.drkaren, with a K, dot me. Have any questions or would like to share your story with Dr. Karen, email her, karen, K-A-R-I-N, at drkaren.me. Sidebar related to this is that because you married young, there was also the the desire, which I understand now that I'm married, like you wanted to find those couple friends. And then like Ryan would meet a guy and then like maybe his wife was not like someone that you wanted to hang out with. So there was that pressure, whereas I was just single. So hard to do. Yeah. It still <laughs> can be hard to do. Yeah, it can. It really can. <laughs> yeah, you're like, you're like, oh, he's, yeah, he's cool. Then you meet her like, ooh, no. Yeah. Or the other way around. Right. You know, but yeah. I mean, obviously, you know, you make those friendships. But yeah, it, it's harder when you have more, the more people you have in the mix, the harder it's going to be. Yeah. But getting back to the point, we derailed a bit, which I think will probably continue to happen just a little bit. Yes. I'm, <laughs> but um, yeah, but because we had a really, we had a lot of confidence in our unique connection. Like I never felt like Mary was going to find another Karen because I knew you wouldn't and you felt the same too. And exactly. You, yeah. But it's good to hear like in a way, and again, just because I'm hoping that our experience will be useful to listeners that they'll go, okay, wait, those were like super, like these women are so close. And yet even they had those moments of like feeling left behind mm-hmm. as their lives went in different directions. And I think that's what's really important. Um, and so I want to thank you for kind of thinking about this. You know, when I pitched you the idea of like, hey, can you hop on the podcast? You did a little research yourself and looked at kind of like, <laughs> what are what are other people talking about? You know, and I gave you an article that I had written and I really had had us in mind. It was called Help My BFF Just Got Married. It was an article that was written for a website um, 
like a year ago and kind of I was gearing it toward those 20 somethings 30 somethings who are going through those transitions and maybe they've had those years of being really close and then the marriage and a move maybe or kids and all those things just put a couple barriers between them but trying to remind these women hey it doesn't have to it really doesn't have to change the intensity of your relationship you just have to kind of give a little space and, and recognize that, you know, you want your friend to be a good mom. <laughs> so she's going to have to put her kid before you, you know, and, right. that, and then be a good, and you want to be a good friend to her. So support that, please. You know, you know right. exactly. so that kind of thing. But yeah, so give me some yeah. of your thoughts. Yeah, so I did. I was, I was just kind of looking around, you know, on the interwebs and um, just <laughs> to kind of see what people were, were saying on the subject. And, you know, first I'm instantly irritated because, you know, everybody is a self-proclaimed expert. Um, so I, I'm reading these, then I'm like, well, let me see who this is or their credentials. I'm like, uh-huh, okay, uh-huh. So anyway, so, um, you know, some of the vibe was kind of getting on my nerves because it was like a lot that I was reading over and over again was, you know, the message was once one of you's married, you have nothing in common anymore. And I honestly kept kind of reading that over and over in different, you know, articles and blogs. And I'm like, to me that I, I was kind of, I was angry and I'm like, that's crazy. Like, why would you not have anything in common anymore? Say you have all these things in common before you got married. So now what you don't have in common is one person's married and one person is single, but you're still that, hopefully that same person. Like, I'm like, I'm confused. Did, does does this person now, like, when I got married, do I have all different likes now? I don't like the same music. I don't like the same clothes. I don't like to go do the same things. I don't like to, it's like, well, no, you should, you're, you know, they're the same person. So why would you not have anything in common? You should have the same things in common, even if you have that one, you know, life change that isn't common. Yeah. And you sent me some of those articles and I looked at them too. And I had the same response. I was like, what are you talking about? Why? And, you know, one of my big concerns and something I've talked a lot about on the podcast is the single shaming but partly it's we get shamed because people act like we're such different entities the married person right. versus the single person guess what we're all people <laughs> we right. none of us we all have hopes and dreams and emotions I mean there's not this huge divide but it seems that it's out there in the culture like that we're supposed to like you're saying like now I'm married so I have nothing to say to single people anymore I can't possibly understand what they're going through it's like really Really, because right. you were single like a minute ago. So, and That's yeah, right. it was weird. Yeah. Some and of those... you're still the same. I mean, you, I, it just doesn't make any sense to me. You still have that friendship. And, and even like, you know, your blog that you wrote, which is, of course, wonderful. But I was like reading and I'm like, I guess, and maybe, you know, I think sometimes we look back at things and we aren't necessarily realistic with our memories, you know, of how we were. We, maybe sometimes we remember like, oh, this is how maybe I would have wanted to be or should have been. So now it becomes reality <laughs> in my mind. So I know, I know we do that. I do that anyway. So, but I'm thinking, you know, because you've made a couple points where like, you know, your married person, fr friend just doesn't get it. You know, they assume love should be as smooth for you as it was for them and they can't begin to fathom and I was kind of like you know I hope I never felt or acted that way and again I don't remember it was a while ago and you sometimes you don't remember exactly how it really was in reality but I'm thinking you know because you were single not even that long ago and I felt like of course I couldn't understand how you felt exactly because I wasn't in that situation but I, I never felt inside like, um, you know, why? Why isn't this going so smoothly for her? Or what's wrong with her? Or I can't understand where she's coming from. I mean, I, I never had those feelings or thoughts when I thought of you. It was just you weren't married. But I guess to me, that was 
that didn't define you in my eyes at all. The point that you weren't married was like so low on the list of anything I would ever, if someone said, tell me about Karen, that wouldn't even, that would come up so low down on the list. And I think for so many people, that's so important. And they would say right away, well, she's not married. It's like, (laughs) that to me wasn't you, who you were. That had nothing to do with who you were. Yeah, I'm laughing because I can imagine you being like, well, let me tell you about Karen. (laughs) One thing you need to know. Yeah. She has been single for a long time. Don't mention it. Don't (laughs) Don't mention mention it. it. (laughs) Like I said, that didn't define you. No. But I think a lot of people, a lot of single people let it define them. And I think a lot of married people let that define them about their single friends. And they have that divide. No, I think that's really, really important and well put. Um, The one thing I will say that is hard, and I'm not saying, again, directed toward you necessarily because you were not like better not be yeah i know or else but having like your experience and i mean it's wonderful because you didn't have romance and love affairs in adulthood that tanked correct and 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 thank god right i mean because you just (laughs) you did not have to deal with like heartaches and and i and i'm happy for you for that i don't begrudge that and I, i would wish that for everyone but it is something that maybe that would be an example where to be 36 and have a relationship that you thought was going to go to marriage and having that tank that's something where as a single woman there's times where it's like oh my gosh like here I am again Mm -hmm. that's where I was saying in that part of the article just basically like hey you know you're going to need to find people who've been through that who've had an adult relationship thank you yeah I totally I totally see what you're saying just because someone like you said that is in or has been in that exact situation yeah like support groups. You know, yeah. there's there's a need for people who've really been where you've been. Um, Relationship tank support groups. I like it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Vicki Zarley, and I listen to Dr. Karen, Love and Life in Palmdale, California. Another thing that came to my mind is, and I was thinking about this, is, you know, I think, and we touched on this a little bit, I think sometimes the single person, the single girl, woman, stop, like, they may stop asking the married, their married friend to go out, because it's like, well, they assume they're not going to want to, well, they're not going to want to, because they're going to be with their husband, you know, on Friday night or whatever, so they're not going to want to go, so I'm not going to ask, and and many times that would be the case, Um, you know, obviously, once you're married, you're not going to go out with your single friends every Friday and Saturday night, but I think for single people to keep in mind is that it's still not, we all like to be asked, right? We all like to be included. Nobody wants to be the one that didn't get the invitation to the party, right? So I think that, um, you know, it's important to still ask and include them. And I also think that for married people, you know, why would you stop going out with your friends, single or married? Again, not every Friday and Saturday night, but why, you know, I know some married people that then never go out with the friends, single friends. So I think that's a really important point because that speaks to what you talked about earlier, Miriam, like the whole left behind, right? So you're sitting there going, hey, just because I have a husband doesn't mean that I don't want to go out with the ladies for, you know, you know, girl time on Friday night or something. And so I think that's a really important consideration for people to remember like just ask at least, you know? Right. Um, and so I think that that is something that, again, I haven't seen from your eyes and just the same way like we were talking about earlier where I might say hey you know I need to talk to someone else who's like gotten broken up with at age 36 (laughs) you know I I also understand that like you needed to have friends that were married at 23 because that's something I didn't know anything about it's so interesting because 
you look at different life paths and I think both have their challenges, right? There were times that it was challenging for me to be single for so long, but then I also gained a sense of identity and independence that was really great. And then there's challenges to being married young because you grow up together more so than like Dan and me who married in our forties, you know, right. like we're, we're not doing some of that like push and pull a little bit that you do as you're cultivating an identity within a relationship, within a marriage, right? So, I mean, each has their own challenges. So I, I think that's another right. thing to, to be mindful of. Yes. And, and just like for like, you know, we joke, but like for married, you know, if you're married, if you're the one that's married, um, you know, don't talk about your couch fabric the entire time or your husband or your kids. Um, yeah. You know, what did you talk about with this friend before you were married? Why can't you talk about you know, mostly the, the same thing still. And, and if you're single and you are a true friend, you'll, you'll want to hear about that. You'll go, oh, let me see the couch fabric. And you want to hear about the kids and the <laughs> husband, but you don't want to, that's just not the only thing you don't want to hear about that. And I know some people, once they get married, then that's all they talk about. And so then for the single person, I can imagine it's like, oh my gosh, you know, I, I want to hear about the kids, but maybe not the whole, you know, three or four hours we're sitting at dinner. Can we talk about some other things also? Yeah. And you were never like that. And frankly, none of our close friends are those women right. <laughs> that just like, well, like you're saying, are so defined by their marriage that that's the only thing they can talk about. We we would not be hanging out with women like that. It's just not our style. No, but. but I'm just for the peeps or some people out there. I'm just throwing it out there. No, you're right. No, I, no, no. I'm glad you're bringing it up because there are people like that for yeah. sure. And I've had those experiences because and the problem they don't understand because they're just trying to talk about what's important to them. And that's great. And I understand we all talk about what's important to us. But what that does is it just it alienates. It makes the thing person feel like wow we have no common ground you know like I was saying earlier one of the things we did a really good job of I believe and I'm not trying to be like we're great Does that well like I mean you're just calling it how you're... <laughs> speaking the truth the truth shall set you free <laughs> I'm really just trying to encourage other women with friendships just to look for things that worked well for us and one of them was always finding that common ground and not losing that foundation of what brought us to be, become friends in the first place marriage or any type of relationship it takes effort and commitment and it can't be one-sided you can't always be the friend that you know I'm the only one that's making an effort here all the time and it's just like friendship is like I said is like any other relationship it, it does it does take effort but it should not be hard it should you know what I mean it should be like effortless effort <laughs> if yeah. that makes sense no, it does make sense. And I like that because I think effort doesn't have to be hard. And that's something that seems it's it's intentional, right? It's 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 making time, making space in your life for this person. But that doesn't have to be hard. It just has to be something that you put as a priority. And, and, and like I said, be intentional about it. Hi, I'm Michelle from Valparaiso, Indiana. And I listen to Dr. Karen Love and Life. And something else I found, again, um, online was a quote from another expert, thank you, um, was this quote, married people should know that after they get married, there are single friends they will lose because they no longer have anything in common with them because naturally they will cease being similar. So that just like, that burns me up. Again, this goes along with what we talked about before because it's like, why in the world would you no longer have anything in common with them like this person actually thought once you're married it's they said you will cease being similar yeah so my point is then you didn't have that much in common in the yeah. first place 
And then, I mean, and that's maybe that's one of those like like we were talking about earlier, like a friend for a reason or a friend for a season. Maybe like I have friends that I ran around with in Chicago and did like single girl stuff with, and I'm not close with them at all anymore. Right. But they were they were there for a reason. They were like. It was great. We had each other for support so that, you know, Friday night we had something to do because sometimes we had a lonely Friday night. And so we got to hang out. And so that was great. And it doesn't mean that the relationship was worthless, but it definitely means it didn't have the depth. So like you're saying, like if marriage is enough to derail your entire friendship, you didn't have anything to start with. Exactly. Exactly. So then, like you said, then it won't be an issue. But right, because you would still have the same things in common. And you find more things in common and you don't have to have all of these similarities anyway to be a friend. I mean, you have to have certain things, I think, but, um, you know, you and I are very similar. We're very different. Yep. Mm -hmm. And it works. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. We were talking about earlier too, like the idea of the closer you are, the more those transitions hurt because some of those people that I used to just hang out with, I don't miss them. And so, you know, right. And so, there's, there was no loss, really. Right. There was no big problem, but you're right. It, there's no, there. it's just like, yeah, they're fine. If you saw them, it would be fine. You you know, you could go out and have an evening or whatever, but you're not like trying to call them up all the time and tell them your deepest, you know, thoughts and spend a lot of time with them. Exactly. So like the idea of expectations. So I want to hear your thought on that. And I talked about it just a little bit earlier, but that's something that was helpful for me. It's just as my friends got married and became mothers like I had to just ratchet down my expectations now initially that might sound you know I'm, I'm all about high expectations you know stay picky don't settle in life but with friendship I think there needs to be some some space for just being like hey I can't expect from this person it's unreasonable from this person right now to expect the kind of intensity or that they can spend three hours on the phone with me you know the way we used to you know so what is that like do, what do you think about that do you- yeah I um I like to say that I try to be a no pressure friend um yes yeah, so I made that f- that phrase up so now I'm an expert and I think I'll be a life coach um <laughs> so anyway so what I mean by a no pressure friend is that I, I want my friends if they're friends with me I don't want them to feel pressure now, you have to kind of, what I mean by that is I've had friendships where I feel stressed, like I didn't return her call, it's been two days, and I didn't return her call, and she's going to give me an attitude, or I know she's going to be hurt, you know, she's going to get her feelings hurt because I didn't um, return her call, or I didn't, I had said no the last three times, you know, she asked me to do something, and it really truly isn't because I don't want to don't like that person or don't want to be friends with that person it's just life it's just how it is some weeks it's like wow I talked to a couple friends like and some weeks it's like man you know where did the week go and I didn't you know I have these three calls I didn't return or this and that um and that's just life but I want friends of mine to feel that they don't have pressure like that like I want you to know if you call if I call you and leave a message and you don't call me back for a few days it's no problem like I'm, I'm truly not sitting there going I cannot believe another day right. has passed and Karen hasn't called me now you have to be careful a little bit because you don't want it to be totally one-sided you know like we talked about earlier if you're the one that's constantly you know I you know I'm doing I'm putting all the effort in and it doesn't seem like it's being reciprocated well then maybe you have that friendship maybe the other person doesn't really feel about you the same as you feel about them and that's a whole nother issue but you know like even my daughter I have a 13 year old daughter and she'll tell me something you know about oh, a friend kind of got her upset or whatever and you know I, I talk to her and say you know 
here are your choices. You can talk to them. If it really bothered you, you can talk to them about it and let them know nicely, you know, hey, you know, that really bothered me that this happened. Or you can choose to just give them the benefit of the doubt. Um, know that people do things and they don't mean to and and just move on from it. And if you choose that second choice, you have to truly just let it go and not be upset or bring it up. And so those are kind of things when I think of a no-pressure friend, I'm trying to instill that in her as she's navigating through friendships now. Well, I can say that you uh, you practice what you preach because recently I totally screwed up the scheduling for our roomie reunion. <laughs> <laughs> and you did not give me any crap about it. You were really but I'm really mad inside. I know. No. This has been a vehicle for us to bring this up yeah, on the podcast right. so that you could but like it, lay into me. It happens. Yeah. It wasn't anything you didn't do it on purpose you're not you didn't do that because you don't want to get together right it's just it just is and so it's no big deal we'll pick a different date right but again you know, that goes... you're not going to get away from me I'm going to keep you know we're going to make it happen <laughs> right but I think that also goes to the security and the confidence that we have as friends where mm-hmm. I do and you do as well you give me the benefit of the doubt which is something that's really I think a lot of times when you're coming from a more insecure place I've seen this with female friendships I hope I haven't been that friend and I've not experienced that with you on you know on your end or my perception of you so like you're saying with your daughter you're trying to teach her ways to be secure in who she is and just have clear expectations of what friends can give her and what they can't and then how she wants to respond to situations because you can't control what people are doing all the time and you're teaching her to to take charge and take control of what she can control which is her response to a circumstance that may have disappointed her i love that i, I love that no pressure friend i'm going to steal that um oh, if you don't mind I got start- the, um well that's fine let me see royalties <laughs> along with that but <laughs> So to conclude, I want to introduce a new portion of the podcast. I'm going to call it Love and Life Hacks. And Miriam and I have come up with a couple hacks for you guys as you are figuring out your paths and your your different trajectories with your friends. So we came up with some thoughts about how to navigate your way through the seasons of friendship and remain besties for life. And we're going to call these hacks BFF. Because that makes sense. And the first one is benefit of the doubt. A takeaway message from this podcast is, hey, give your girlfriend the benefit of the doubt. Don't jump to the conclusion that, oh, my gosh, she's abandoning me. I'm being left behind. I must mean nothing to her anymore. And women, we can get dramatic sometimes. Just try to rein it in. Give your friend the benefit of the doubt. Because if this friend really is abandoning you and you do mean absolutely nothing to her, then really you don't want her as a friend anyway. So there's really no harm, no foul there. But just just to trying to maintain, like we've been talking about, more realistic expectations through the different seasons of life. This first F is for forgive. There are going to be times when you'll unintentionally hurt each other. We just talked on that a little bit. Um, you know your friend. It goes along with giving them the benefit of the doubt. So you just forgive them. Love each other enough to forgive. If, if it's something major that you feel you really need to talk about it with them, do that and be willing to forgive. If it's not, like we just talked about, just forgive them because you know you're giving them the benefit of the doubt. You know, I know I know. Karen would never intentionally, you know, she didn't mean that or whatever. Um, so I'm just going to just forgive her and just move on. I love that. And then the next F in the BFF is fun. So don't forget the reason you became besties in the first place and try to have fun with the changes in your circumstances. What else do you think about that, Miriam? You got some Yeah, definitely. You know, like singles, 
include don't forget to include your married friends in your fun that you're having even if they can't go all the time still it is nice to be asked and included hey we're going out here you know this and that and married um married ladies go sometimes don't always say no you know go and have that fun and and you're you may have to compromise too as you grow and change on what may be fun for the other person but if you're true friends you're willing to do that I love it so thanks Miriam for hopping on the podcast thanks today for having me yeah and so I hope our listeners will remember the love and life hack for this week is BFF give your friend the benefit of the doubt forgive each other and have fun that's what friendship is all about and it is so important to maintain these lifelong connections because as we've talked about just earlier in the podcast that our lives are more rich and we do function better when we have a close tight network of friends Hi, this is Damia Jackson. I am an avid listener of Dr. Karen's Love and Life podcast. It empowers, educates, and informs me to make better decisions in my life. I am happy that this resource is available to me. You can find me at my website, www.drkaren.me, and that's Karen with an I. On Twitter, I'm at Dr. Karen Anderson. Facebook, Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Instagram, Dr. Karen. And I would love to hear from you. You can email me your story or ask me a question. I'm at Karen at DrKaren.me. Please go to iTunes and subscribe. I'm also on Stitcher, Spreaker, and SoundCloud at Dr. Karen Love and Life. Check out my website and subscribe to my Riff on Relationships. You'll get a couple emails from me a month giving tips about relationships and also letting you know what we're covering on the podcast. Please let me know if you have any topics you want me to cover. I want this to be your show as much as it is mine. Take charge of your thoughts. Take charge of your life. This is Dr. Karen Anderson Abril. Thank you for listening. Until next time, make it a great week.